Dominic team, wide awake this morning. Some of us, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. It's nice to be company, but it's freezing cold outside. You can tell it's cold. I bought my scarf in. And Gary on the reception said to me, said, must be cold, Steve, you're wearing your scarf. Isn't it typical, you know, you wear a sort of a light shirt and a scarf around the neck, and that kind of covers it, because as long as your neck's nice and warm. But um, put on thermals today, because it's a bit chilly bomb out there. Anyway, thank you to Anthony. He's back with you tomorrow morning with the team. Lovely. It's nice and cold in here this morning. Little warm Alan Dodging up, who's with us, being a Tuesday. So hopefully he'll be arriving in very shortly. Details from him after the news, which is coming up next on LBC. 97.3. Morning, team. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, some of you. Anthony's going home to... Do you know, I don't know what he goes home to. I don't know if he goes home to tea and toast. When I used to finish overnight, so I used to go home for Marmite on Toast. And we were talking about Marmite on Toast because we've got a milkshake shop that's opened in Twickenham. And I'm not big into milkshakes, but obviously students like them. And one of the flavours that they did yesterday was peanut butter. How can you have a peanut butter milkshake? But John, who had it, who works for Paul Cooper in the fruit and veg shop, uh, he had it and he said it was quite nice. But when you'd actually drunk it, at the bottom of the cup was this, what looked like the kind of thing you find at the bottom of a farmyard. <laughs> Just looked a bit yucky. And I, I wasn't, wasn't keen on it. Anyway, great to see him this morning. Uh, the producer, and uh, and sort of, I'll say great to see him because all I got yesterday was moans on the phone. He 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 went out and he had to stand on his legs. You know, I wouldn't mind if he'd had them amputated, but they are his own, and he had to stand around for three hours. Yeah, let me just point this out. Oh, this is Alan. Oh, oh your hello. microphone's not facing the right oh. way. Is no, it's not. Is that better? No, it's facing. There you go. Yeah, but I'm, I've got to hear the. It's got to say front on it. Front. Does Where does it say, say front? It doesn't say front anywhere on it. Yeah, that's it. That's the front when, you, when you've when you gone round. There. There. It's front, isn't it? Is that because, Come, come round. Let's talk. I'm talk, talking. Talking keep, keep, keep round, talking round. round. Here I go. Round, 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 round. There oh, there. Well, see. Oh, oh. Yeah. Let me turn around. Excuse the noise. There it's you very go. Very noise. Sorry about that. Honestly. Sorry about very that. Very noisy. There we are. That's much better. So Great to front, see you, Alan. Looking well. Ah, thank you. That's a lovely demob suit, isn't it? Thanks. I'm never... Where did you get that? What do you mean? This is just a blazer. That's not a blazer. Well, a jacket. It's a jacket. A okay. blazer is made out of, like, a felt material. Yes, OK, fine, thank you. I was going to wear my leather jacket with a hood this morning. And look like a hoodie again. Sorry? Look like a hoodie look like again. A hoodie. I put it up a few times, and I look like one of those things out of the Star Wars film that walk around with the little white hoods on that sort of walk about all over the place. Do you remember oh, those? No, that, that, that took away R2-D2 and uh, C-3PO. Yeah. I look like what one of those. Called? Sorry? What were they called? Actors. Oh, right. Yeah. And, um... And <laughs> If this was scripted, it couldn't be funnier. Or not. And and I look like one of those with it on, because the hood comes right over the front. It's either that, or I look like... Domino, sorry, would he fool? You know, look as I should be... height as them all, so that's all right. Sorry? You're the same height as them all. I'm so tall, I'm a giant. Yeah, of course. Six foot. Yeah, in heels. Six, yeah, right, in heels, so... Who's querying that? Six foot, though. Well, five foot ten. You're not five foot ten. We I am so... I'm, it says on my passport, they wouldn't lie. One po- it says, week. Steve Allen, 1.8 metres. You find I'm the same height as you. You're not the same height as me. Know. You're a little short, fat bloke. You're Stop not the it. same height as me. Ridiculous, honestly, these people. Anyway, um, we take all your texts and emails. <laughs> Which is good news. Between now and seven o'clock this morning. Plus the papers, 84850stevedlbc.co.uk. That'll be quite nice. So we'll look through the papers there. And we've got some chocolate biscuits for you. Oh, fantastic. For your birthday. Which is tomorrow. So Yeah. Now, unfortunately, I'm a little bit like Winnie the Pooh. I've opened them already. So, I mean... But so it's, it's still the thought that counts. So they you, were on you've special... opened them already? Sorry? You've opened them already? Yeah, there are one or two missing. Right. OK. So, but happy birthday. That's my birthday present. Yeah. 
chocolate biscuits. Well, it, well in fact... Half-eaten uh, chocolate biscuits. Well, yes, I mean, to, to be honest with you, if you give me a pound... I have to pay for them. Well, no, I mean, I mean the box was four ninety nine for two boxes, but I've, I've eaten a few. But if you give me a pound, you can have the rest for your birthday, so that's quite a good deal. So can you, you lend me a pound? Sorry? Can you lend me a pound? You see, you've gone off mic again. See, it's not me. I'm going to move. I'm going to move mic. Are you? Yeah, because I'm, I'm, nothing's Do you wrong have with a car? Mic. Do I have a car? Hang yeah. on, you could use side. one of these over here. Should we, should, should we try, try the middle mic? Let's try the middle mic. You know what somebody's done in here? They've started pulling these mics down, and they're not supposed to be pulled down. You need to push them up. If you pull them back like that, it's not, it's not right. So try that one there. Is that better? Sadly, yes. There we go. <laughs> That's, that's much, much better, better. Isn't it? Yeah, don't keep moving no, it. I'm trying to move it so I can actually get to it. Yeah, but somebody's pulled them down, I've noticed. And you know when you pull it, you know... Well, anyway, it's not, you're not supposed to. They're supposed to be pushed right up in, like mine is. But when they're pulled... Gee, I've had enough of that. I can, I can go anywhere and be funny. You know? I'm not used to being over here. No. It's great, because I'm now going to continue looking where I thought you were before, which is great. So I can pretend you're not even in the studio. Yeah, but the problem is the chocolate biscuits, the chocolate are, over biscuits that side. are over here. For your birthday. Oh, no, I, I can't cope. Oh, for all those people who uh, asked the other day about the how low, and they wanted to know what, what prices my two last laptops went for, I can now tell you, after extensive research and carrier pigeons going backwards and forwards, that uh, my first uh, Dell laptop on the 9th went for 20 pence. Oh, that's cheap. And the Sony Vio on Sunday went for 35 pence. So that's the indication for when you're going in for the how lows. I've said before, because some people say, oh, it, it, you know, it's worth a few hundred pounds. If I put in six pounds, I'm going, listen, it won't go anywhere near six pounds. It will be pennies. Sometimes they don't even go one pound something. So these two, 20 pence and 35 pence. And that means that out of all the people who entered, 20 pence was uh, nobody else picked it. Only one person picked 20 pence. Because I was doing my lottery tickets the other day. Because I went and you related to it when you did your lottery. Well, I tell you what I did. I do a few cards on a Saturday, and I have a little pouch which has got them in there with a barcode. So as opposed to having to put the tickets through, I use the same ones. They just hold the little barcode up to the machine, and it prints the ticket off. Right. But then, unfortunately, after a while, the ticket fades. Strangely enough, because obviously the ink's not very strong that Camelot are using, so I've had to write out my tickets again. So I've come up with a complete new set of numbers. Right. And what I've learnt with the lottery is that a lot of numbers come out in pairs. So you will find 16, 17, 4, 5, 25, 26. I think you're finding that you're, you're looking for uh, something that isn't actually there. I've seen a house I want to buy, Alan, and I need to win the lottery. And you I show need to me win houses on, all the time you yeah, want to buy. I need to win on Friday. Right. Because it's 39 million, I think. And I've seen the That's house. That's cheap for you. Last house you showed me was like a hundred million. No, no, the, the house I've just seen is four million. Well, what do you need thirty-four million for then? Well, because I'll have to help out people. You know, friends and colleagues will be benefiting. Uh, you know, you're in for a tenner. Don't knock it. I'm telling you, don't thank me. You just made me pay a pound for my own birthday present. We well, haven't paid yet. That's why the chocolates are remaining over here. To lend me that pound, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be staying over here. And I'm also starting a campaign to get Windsor Davis back on the television. Oh, there it is. Uh, Windsor Davis back on the television. Okay. You don't know who he is, do you? No. We had a thing that today. I said, who, who's the in-conversation guest this week? And uh, he said, oh, I don't know. And I said, I'd better find out because it's Sunday. Right. And so he said, oh, I've got a piece of paper somewhere. So by the time we sort of, you know, coloured in all his things, that because he, he collects bits out of the paper, which we colour in every day. It's kind of therapy for both of us. And so we've got those. And today we did a car and a castle and a knight on oh, horseback. Wonderful. And that was quite nice. Except I did say to him, a pink horse... 
not really for a night, is it? That's really My Little Pony. So we did that. We put that to one side. Whatever takes your fancy. Exactly. So he's, he's going to take them home and put them up on the fridge with a fridge magnet. Oh, lovely. That's quite nice. Take a photo. Yeah, share, take a photo, share. which is nice. He, he sent me a photo the other day of an LBC taxi. Oh, Lovely. nice. Like, I hadn't seen them before, but it was, you know, just nice to I see I still them. get excited when I see those. Oh, me too. Yeah. I, I've started waving. Have you? No. No. I'm just saying that to wind you up. Okay. So anyway, so I, I said to him, I said, so who is he in conversation? The in conversazione. And, uh, <laughs> because I'm bi. And then I sort of, and he said, I've, I've got a piece of paper somewhere. Right. Oh, here we go again, more colouring. Yes. So I got my felt tips out, and it turned out that it was Alan Davis. So I said, it's Alan Davis. Ah. And he went, oh, I said, you know Alan Davis, the comedian? Mm, no. Have said, you ever heard it? of lying? Well, no. So, anyway, so he Googled him. He went, oh, Jonathan Creek. Yes. And I went, Alan Davis. So I said, obviously, in future, I've got to tell you the character name, and then you'll know who it is. And he said, yes. Different generation. That's what I'm working with. Different generation. That's what I'm working. It's amazing how I can fill 12 minutes of a programme by relating just when, what went on in the office. It's not difficult, you know. Some people struggle with this kind of thing. They do. Not us. Not you. Not me. No, not you. I don't. So I want to see Windsor Davis. Lovely boy. He was in uh, It Ain't Half Hot. Was it? Yeah, Ain't Half Hot Mum. And also he was in Never the Twain. We played an antique dinner with Donald Sindon. And he's not been on the television, television for a little while and I want to see more of him. I've What's decided. he doing at the moment? He's not on the television. Well, I know he's not on the television, but he must be doing something. Um, I don't know. He he was uh, Major Major Willier, but his his catchphrase in an eight half hot mum was uh, uh, delivered with an air. Sh- he used to say, "Shut up." That's hardly a catchphrase, is it? Well, it was for him because he oh, used right. it a lot of the time. Okay. It's like looking at an advert for Colgate, isn't it? Next door is really bizarre. <laughs> 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 Honestly, I could have worked with anybody, but you know. Big concert coming up, Alan. Who? Incredible One Night, Rock With Laughter, Tuesday the 22nd of December. Rock With Laughter? Yeah. Okay. It's at Wembley Arena. Listen to the lineup. okay? Rock With Laughter. Okay. That's what it's called. Al Murray. Right. The pub landlord. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very funny. Jasper Carrot. Oh, very good. Very good. Lenny Henry. Okay, yeah, yeah. Joe Brand. Oh, lovely. Ed Byrne. Ah, yes. Sugar Babes. Whoever they are now, got no idea. Well, Heidi's still there, isn't she? Yeah. Bananarama, that'll please Paul. Yes. Oh, I need to talk about that that that. in a minute. Bjorn again. Oh, okay, yeah, I like them. And Peter Andre. Yeah, can we skip that bit? Yeah. I I wasn't sure if he was in the wrong side. I think he should have been the rock with laughter bit. That's actually quite a good line-up. It is, except for Peter Andre. Why they've wasted their time with this stupid man, I've got no idea. And on the subject of stupid men, can somebody explain to me why when I watched The X Factor the other day and the papers have made a big thing about it today, I didn't do it yesterday because I had to re-watch it again. What was the matter with Robbie Williams? Nothing was wrong with him. Did you see the big bug eyes at the end? Oh, he's just excited. Did you not see? This is a man who had claimed only a short while ago in the press that uh, he wasn't performing because he got too uh, scared. Well, he came on there looking like the proverbial prat from Stoke-on-Trent. No, doing didn't. the big, I am, come on. Do, and then didn't sing it properly and kept saying, come on. And then these big bug eyes at the end, the press have suggested this morning he wasn't very well. All the uh, forums, and these are people in favour of Robbie Williams, have said, is he ready to come back in front of the public or does he still have addictions? They were saying, what's wrong? I mean, he looked odd and he kept hugging and he was sweating. This is a non-story. They're making something out of nothing. Well, he was fantastic. I'm just telling you. I didn't think he was fantastic. I thought he was fantastic. Did you? Absolutely. Would you be delighted? No, don't shout. I'm not shouting. You are shouting. I'm not shouting. You're not shouting. I wasn't shouting. I wasn't shouting. No. But apparently next week, Cheryl Cole is on singing. 
Well, that'd be funny. No, she's not. She's pre-recorded and she's miming. Why? Because she can't sing. News headlines. Gordon Brown has agreed to pay back more than £12,000 in expenses, but is facing growing resistance from MPs reluctant to follow his lead. A mother of eight is the latest to be charged with a number of child sex offences following an investigation which centred around a nursery in Plymouth. And friends and family of Stephen Gately have rejected claims that the pop star died after a heavy drinking session on the holiday island of Mallorca. Let's have a check on the uh, State of the Roads for you this morning. It's J. Louise Knight. Thank you very much, Steve. Just looking at... T7.3. Morning, every 18 minutes, very nearly past five o'clock on a Tuesday morning in chilly London town. And it is chilly, probably out of town, even chillier. Phil, thank you. I'm looking at all the pictures of Robbie Williams in the paper. And, and that, what, what they're saying is he was, he was not sort of up for, you know for doing a song like that. I did think he thought he was perhaps doing Nebworth, which, of course, he wasn't. He was just doing The X Factor. Uh, although what was surprising was he was singing live, mm. whereas Alexandra Burke, whose song I like better, was miming. Well, she couldn't sing live. You couldn't sing that live. You couldn't no. sing. It was too, too much movement going yeah. on. And, and I didn't mind that. Yeah, well, that's why Cheryl Cole will never sing live, because she, A, she can't, and B, that was studio-produced. That's a studio-produced single. It's nice... But it's, it's, it's nothing not, special. It's nothing special. It's nothing special. And the trouble is, you know, these people, they're, they're capitalising. They're trying to make as much money as possible. And they're trying to make as much money as possible by bringing out a single, doing the hair care stuff. I mean, they asked me to do the, the, uh, the Claire Roll thing. They've asked you several times. They have asked several times. And I've said to, I said, I can't do it. I really will not sell my soul down the river. You know, you want me to wear somebody else's hair and, uh, and have it dyed this sort of plum colour. I said, I'm not doing it. I'm and also, you have naturally beautiful hair. I have. Flowing locks. I have flowing locks. Tresses. Tresses. You just have to wear these caps every time you go on stage. Somewhere. That is pretend true. Yeah. That pretend you'll have thinning no hair. Because yeah. what I do, when I actually come off stage, I take this sort of bald cap off, and my blonde Amazonian locks fall down. Can I just point out, it takes a good two hours to plait your hair into that shape. Yeah, I know. Two hours. People don't believe me. The last show that we did at the Queen's Theatre in Hornchurch... I mean, admittedly, I was on somebody else. I thought I was going to fall off that set. And the reason I thought I was going to fall off it is because I had new shiny shoes on. Your nice shiny My nice shiny patent. glitter shoes. No, my glitter shoes. Oh, they were they the glitter ones? They were the glitter shoes, which I think they were either black glitter or silver. I can't remember which no, ones they black. were. No, black. Were they black They glitter? were black. I remember that. And one. I hadn't scuffed the bottom. And somebody said, you've got to scuff the bottom. Mm. Because this set was a bridge above the stage. And I had to walk down a staircase. And it was all wooden, and I thought, oh, if I fall over. I remember when I had to do something on stage with them, new patent shoes, and the bottom of them hadn't been scuffed. The director said to me, go for a little jog around the car park. Yes, Go over the the gravel. Yeah, get the gravel on there. You have to do that, and I've got lots of new shoes, which which need scuffing. But I don't like it, because when you sit down and you put your feet up like that, I don't want to see the... I I like clean Mm. bits underneath the bottom of your shoes. I'm a bit funny like that. It's like... Uh, one of the guys at LBC, years and years ago, he didn't, he'd fallen out with somebody anyway, he didn't know anything, so he moved in to my spare room, and it drove me mad. It absolutely drove me crackers. Couldn't fold towels up. You know, so they just should take towels and scuff them up. But, well, it drives me mad. I don't like that. I'm a bit I'll teach you for taking somebody in. I know, I know. It was, it was only for, a, a, I think, a month, but it felt like a year. It's still a long time. And then a friend of mine came over from Austria, and that drove me mad as well, because you've really got to entertain people all the time. So every day you've got to go, right, where, where can I take you today? In the you know you feel like say look here's, here's a pound go go out somewhere get you and a pound everything's a pound with you well, it is the cups are a pound cup I noticed very good value the uh, the cups today and the and the and the um, biscuits My birthday present your birthday present yes thank you yeah. but I did the trouble is I didn't know what to buy you so you bought me a, an open box of biscuits well I remember saying to somebody the other day I was Have on you the really phone. not bought me anything no seriously 
Well, I have, but you have to wait till tomorrow, because that's when your birthday is. Oh. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, mem- I phoned somebody, and I said, listen, it's Alan's birthday, I don't know what to get him. And they said penicillin. And I said, well, I mean, I think that's very cruel, so I don't know what else to laughing. get him. Have you noticed I'm not laughing? No. But, but then they, they, they said, um, get him some, but not, not food, because of the, the expanding waistline. Whereas I have an excuse, insulin makes me put on weight. It's got nothing to do with eating. Insulin, don't you check that out on the internet. In, insulin does make... Don't do you know laugh I, at him. Don't laugh. You're encouraging this. This not, is what I have to put up with every week. But he only had the teeth whitened the other day and he's determined to get white. value for money. They are white. It's yes. like a sparkle. No, the only reason is they sparkle is because he's dimmed the lights. all very carefully planned. Oh. Don't, listen, don't, don't buy into this. Is he this going is to a TV? It's a load of old rubbish. It really is. Like he's dimmed the lights... And, and he's, he's done that so that when he smiles, we go, oh, look, pearly teeth. Pearly teeth. He's also only 12. So, you know, at that age, everyone has pearly teeth unless you're on 40 fags a day. So, no, I did get your present. Oh, did you? I lied. <laughs> I lied. So exciting. I know. So I exciting. I'm sorry about that, yeah. As long as it's not a candle, again. Yeah, there you go. It's... it's more food. Yes, it's more food, yes. It's chocolate. It's some after-dinner mints. Now, if, if you don't like them, I can swap them for something I want from Marks and Spencer's. So... You bought me more chocolate sorry? as a birthday present. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So, ha- happy birthday. Okay. After-dinner mints. Uh, I can give you a use of my umbrella for a day. Yeah. Um, these are out of date. No, they're not. Display until 23rd of the 3rd, <laughs> 09. Yeah. Um, okay, they're they... me out of date after. Well, they came out of my cupboard. So... Right, so thank you for that. That's, that's, that's okay. a thought that counts, obviously. Okay, great. And, yeah. and some fruit. And some fruit. Which you can eat. Uh, in fact, we, we, we can share this. We've got to eat that soon because that expires right. tomorrow. So, so far, my it's, birthday it's present. Sorry? Is, so far, my birthday present is yeah. exactly what you give me every time I come and do the show. Well, there you go. Every day's your birthday when you come in here. Right. Don't so... say I never look after people. No, no, no. I've tried is, to force feed him. True. He won't eat anything because it's too early in the morning. We're going through that routine. Not at his muesli, apparently. So I went home yesterday just to wind him up, and I, I did myself in my halogen oven sausages. Oh, did you? Delicious. Lincolnshire farm-bred sausages, as opposed to sort of kitchen cupboard farm-bred, I suppose. And, and I... Have you made it darker in there? Is it just getting darker by the minute or something? Very soon I won't be able to see you at all. It is. It you open dark. your mouth. And, I had um, a bit of a crisis with my, oh, my with your halogen. halogen. Yeah, put some uh, put some chicken in the other day, yeah. little pieces of it, and it, the light went on. and I thought something doesn't look right. <laughs> All of a sudden, <laughs> bang, light has gone. Oh right, completely. Now I don't know if you can replace the bulbs. No, but I don't know if you can be bothered. No, chuck it out. Chuck it out and get a new one. Chuck it out and get another one. They're only about forty quid. Yeah, exactly. I'll just get a new one. Yeah. Well, like, mine's still going well. So yesterday, I nipped into Waitrose, got some crusty rolls, Ooh. cut those in half, put some butter on each Ooh. side, delish, and then did my four Lincolnshire farm-bred sausages. Ooh. Unfortunately, of course, I don't think the pig's too pleased with the idea. But I had those, and they turned out really nice. And then I would put one in the middle of, of half a roll and then fold the roll over it. And Oh, oh yummy. lovely. It was really good. But I have to say, Graham on Twitter this morning was teasing me with his eggs that he was making for breakfast. Oh, I can't do it. Maybe he's teasing me with these little photos of it. I'm thinking, thank Some you. Of it, every time I see an egg, I just keep thinking that could have been a chicken. And uh, whereas I look at a sausage and I don't think that used to be a pig. You don't look at an egg and think it used to I be do. a chicken. Why? My mother years ago. Um, have, you, have, you have the fruit. There you go. Oh. It's the fruit. You can open that now. Yeah, thanks for my birthday. That's okay. Happy birthday to you. Birthday to you. Squash tomatoes and Happy birthday to you. And um, and what was I saying? Oh yes. Yeah, so eggs. And when we were young, we would have for breakfast boiled eggs. Now, there might be people listening who love boiled eggs. Frankly, I w- my mother used to have a little implement that cut the top off it, and then you'd look at it's that... called a spoon. <laughs> no, it was a special top-of-egg cut. It wasn't a spoon <laughs> at all. We did have a spoon, for- and I have, I have to be honest, 
Even the thought of it makes me feel physically sick now, because there would be this runny yolk oh, in the middle. Yeah. And I cannot do runny yolks. <laughs> With your little soldiers, oh, dip your soldiers no, no, no. in. Well, I did, but nowadays, my friend Mike, the hairdresser, when he's there, um, does runny eggs. So if ever we go out, he'll have runny eggs, and he'll cut into the thing so that yolk goes all up. Oh, so it should be. physically ill. It's disgusting. Particularly when you do poached eggs and they've got a runny middle. Ooh, that's oh, no, they're really hard. I always say to them, hard. You know, flip it over, or a poached egg, you poach... F- what now? What is... Do you know, honestly, it, it, it's like dealing with somebody who's part-time in a home. Would you like it some really out-of-date is. chocolates <laughs> that he's <laughs> giving me for my birthday? <laughs> it's, it's too early for him. You won't eat anything to it. It's like John Cushing, former sports editor, won't eat anything to do with Christmas. So, in other words, I could produce a satsuma from the back of his ear, and, you know, and he wouldn't eat it. Nuts. He won't touch Nuts. That's not necessarily to do with Christmas. He thinks they're to do with Christmas. Won't eat a mince pie until Christmas because it's Christmas. The fact they're in shops now has got nothing. He won't eat anything. Ray and... Sorry? You want... You like mince pies? Yeah. What? The whiskey. You like that? That made you fit? Yeah. Lovely. That's what I'm dealing with. Anyway, uh, Ray says, Robbie Williams looked rather podgy and seemed to make up the song as he went along. Yeah, I mean, yes... No, you see, I actually thought he did a fantastic performance. He was exactly what Simon said he, he was going to do. He wasn't fantastic. They built him up. They went, you know, the world's greatest superstar. I'm thinking, this is Robbie Williams, a little fat bloke from Stoke-on-Trent. Do you know what, though? He's if got so that handbag if Robbie Williams, Wilkes. If Robbie Williams had come on stage and sung absolutely pitch-perfect, you would still have complained about but him. But he didn't sing pitch-perfect. That was the trouble. I wouldn't expect him and to. He, well, I would. He's a professional singer. So? He's taking money. He's an entertainer more than a well, singer. Well, I'm sorry. And he entertained me, and I absolutely loved his performance. Yeah. And this Let is a non-story. Let me entertain you, and we'll have a real good time, yes, sir. We'll have a real good time. <laughs> yeah, of all the impressions you've ever done, this isn't really standing up to uh, scrutiny, this one, is it? <laughs> no, no, not, not... To be honest with you, even I didn't think that was one of my better <laughs> ones, but can't help it. I'm doing my best at this time of the morning. Yeah. Listen, in this price bracket... I'm, have you just turned the lights up again? He's turned the lights up again. He's, he's trying to make us go mad. He's now making me think that my eyes have gone a bit funny. You're going in with such marks. I quite liked it when it was dark and all you could see were teeth. Yes. I quite liked that. It was, that was, it was a nice. little bit like the yes. Black and White Minstrel show, I'm afraid. <laughs> as was. <laughs> it was just... I mean, because you've, you've got to have it light in there. I used to have special lighting. Anthony, I think, has special lighting. So I'll tell you for why. A friend of mine used to work for CBS, and he had a recording studio, and he used to duplicate everything. And when I first went in there, I'd never been in one before. And it was beautiful. All the screens lit up with little lights and things are going up. Oh, it looked wonderful. And I used to love that. When we first got screens in here, Mm-mm. I'm like that at home, actually. I like it fairly dim. But why is this special lighting? Sorry? Why is this special lighting? You get to a certain age and you quite like special. I don't like harsh lighting. No, no, I, but you're I, say- I don't go in any room that's got a 100-watt light bulb hanging over my head, thank you. No, but you're saying that people like to work in special lighting. Yeah. In what, why? Well, because I, when I, I mean, I wouldn't work in this lighting here in the studio at the this moment. This is quite harsh. This is quite harsh. I would have perhaps an angle poise or something. You know, something like but that. But you don't want it too dark, though, because if, you, if you're staring no, at a very I bright don't want it screen, too dark. True. it can hurt your eyes. But what, 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 what I like is I just like sort of something that makes me look attractive. LBC 97. Morning, everybody. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast, LBC 97.3. And the time this chilly Tuesday, 5.30. They call him 10-Minute Phil. 10-Minute Phil? Yes, 10-Minute Phil. Because... He has the attention span of about ten minutes. He remembers something for ten minutes, and then he sort of sits and you go, did you remember something? And you go, oh, yeah. 
He's sort of he's, he's like a little bit laid back hippie, but without without smoking the stuff. No, I think that's an age thing because I've got quite a yeah. few people I work with who are around that age, and they they seem to have the same ten minutes thing. Yeah, mm. I wonder what it is. Is it because... I just said, it's an age thing. You weren't listening. <laughs> Sorry. You just pay no attention to me. You're still here, are you? Well, I'm still trying to get through my, yeah. my birthday. George says, hi, Steve. Uh, Alan, happy birthday for tomorrow. Thank you very much. Yes. So, many happies to Alan, who's already had his uh, presents. Yes. And very nice they are, too. Yes. Is... She might... Is it a he or a she? What, George? You just, oh, no, you just wish me happy birthday. George. Oh, it was George. I think oh, it's a he. What oh, called so, George? Sorry, sorry, I didn't Unless hear it's bit. in the famous five book, in which case it's Georgina. I was just about to say, you might want to check with, uh, you know, DHL or UPS, because nothing's arrived yet. Oh, right, you haven't got any presents. Nothing has not arrived. arrived. Well, no, of course, the post arrived. is a bit of a problem. Now, Bryn says, according to uh, Melvin Hayes, Gloria, in Ain't Half Hot Mum, Windsor Davis is enjoying happy retirement in France. Isn't that funny? Actually, you're going to be seeing me, Bryn, at the Water Rats Ball. Be scared. Be very scared. <laughs> Run now. So he says, I think you'll have a tough job trying to get him to come back to the UK. Ah. I've, I've never met him, but I always loved him, a lovely boy. And he had that whispering grass with Don Estelle, who died, of course, sadly. Yes, that's right. But uh, you are going to be seeing me, Bryn, at the Water Rats Ball, because I've been invited. How did you manage that? I've been invited to top table. Oh, my word. I know. <laughs> I'm a bit scared <laughs> on this one. <laughs> bit scared. Graham Cole's invited. People me. are going to stare. People are going to be staring, I know, which is, uh, which is a bit interesting. So there you go. Uh, lovely Dan says that Steve and the dodgy one. The kind of is that, up, is that me it? then? Yeah. Right. Can you recommend a good M&S mince pie? We had our first Christmas pudding a few weeks back and it was fantastic with Ooh. custard. No, the ones, actually, I need to, you need to get the, uh, the Walkers ones and they do them in... Uh, Waitrose. <laughs> this is the only place in the entire world yeah. where you can hear on the radio the recommendation for the best mince pie from M&S. Yeah. These ones, Dan, and I know you're not a drinker, but these ones are the Walkers and they've got the 12-year-old Glenfiddich whiskey in. Now, if you've got a problem getting them, because they do do them in Waitrose, they're quite expensive, they do the bigger ones in Costco and I can get those for you. Because I can't remember if you're a member of Costco. But the, uh, the Glenfiddich ones, because Phil had one of those, and he quite liked it. So, yes, if you want to kind of forgot the rest of the day. Send in your, send in your orders now <laughs> to yes. Steve on 84850. Yeah. And I, I can get the, uh, the Costco mince pie, because they are particularly good. Many happy returns to uh, Mr Dodgen. But tomorrow... Merci beaucoup. Says Paul. I was on the Daily Mail website and found a story there that said the rest of Boyzone... Uh, well, actually, you know, I haven't read that, so I, I, I don't want to say that just yet, Paul, um, because um, Stephen's partner, Andrew, was saying that he was asleep and then for some reason got up and he's blaming himself and he's doing this and that and everything else. And um, it's, it's, just a bit, it's just a bit sad. The autopsy will, will take place today because I had a public holiday yesterday in Spain. I think it will turn out... Judging by the position that he was in when he was found, I think it'll be, he went out, he had a few drinks, he's not used to drinking, he's not a drinker, is he? No, no. He was never a drinker. He'll have a couple of drinks. I think he probably had a few, mixed with a few cocktails, it's a fatal combination. He got home, I think this, this Bulgarian helped him home, he sort of, you know, said, you are right." Yeah. Went into the sitting room, slumped down on the floor... Now, I've done it myself over the years, and I'm sure a few of you listening have done. And then you sort of pull yourself over to the settee and you put your head on it because you haven't got the energy to drag yourself into the bedroom. And you might be feeling a little bit sick. I think he then went to sleep. He then was sick and he then choked on, it, on his own vomit. 
which has happened to lots of people before, because if you're asleep and you're in that deep sleep, which which could be induced by alcohol, that's what I think, but until the results, we've got no idea. No. Because I can't think of any other reason. We know, we know that he did choke on his own vomit, so that's what it was. I don't think it was a huge amount of drink. Well, let's see what happens. Let's see yeah. what it turns out to be. I mean, totally tragic, though. It is at 33. Completely. Wait, is at any age. Yeah, but 33 especially. Yeah. Uh, Steve, I do my lottery on the internet. And when you win, they inform you and put your money into your bank or your holding pot. Yeah, I do on the internet as well. He does everything. I do everything. Anything where you can win money. Oh, that's not fair. Well, it is. You place bets with me. I mean, really. I mean, you know, I must take you to task over that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm right. Don't want to tell everybody. I do anything to sort of... I mean, I I do like the idea. I got £101 last week. Of, yeah, but how much did you spend to get that? Three million seven hundred and sixty-two. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I won one hundred and one pounds. So I was a bit excited. I won four grand before now. Have you? Yeah, that was in the early days. In the early days. Uh, what back in the nineties? But 90s? to be honest, I've 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 learned over the years, and it's taken time to learn. I used to be really bad at spending, as you know. I mean, I I would spend. You a lot still of money. are. Yeah, I'm right. Well, no, no, but... Yeah, but well, I don't spend to... a lot. No, I don't. You do? Yeah, I do, yeah. You buy... The thing is, what you've developed over the years is an inability to buy one item. Yes, this is my failing. And, I, and I'm blaming Costco for this for yeah. training this into you. You go into shop two. and buy two. And I'll tell you for why I buy two. This is why I want to know. it's quite a simple premise. If I buy one and I like it and I play with it and then it breaks and they don't make them anymore, I'm going to be really miserable. So I buy two... So I bought the thing in Costco, which is the bells for Christmas. I like those. Well, I bought four of those. Right. I liked it so much, I gave one to my brother, I gave one to Graham, and I've got two. You know, everybody knows there is a sort of certain pattern with what you do in life. Like, you buy multiples of things, and we all know what's going to happen with them. Yeah. You're going to keep one, one's going to go to your brother, yeah. <laughs> and no, the no. other two are going to sit in the boot of the car. I, yes, I am a creature of habit. Until you open the boot of the car, and I go, what's that? And you go, oh, you have it, happy birthday. Yeah. Happens all the time. I can't help it. I mean, if, if I see something and I like it, I, I've, I am the sort of person who does who does buy things. And I do give away a lot. You do? I do. I mean, I've given you the fruit today and the mints. And the out-of-date mints. The, the, the out-of-date mints as yes. well. But I am a very generous person. Very generous. I think if you ask anybody, I'm far more a giver than a receiver. You, you, that I can definitely agree with. Yeah. I, don't, I, like, I like giving people presents at Christmas. I'm, I'm, it makes me very happy. Is this seriously all you've got me for my birthday? Yeah. Fruit and out-of-date mints. It's not just any old fruit. There's, I think you'll find in there there's melon, strawberries, apples. I cut that up last night myself. So exactly what we had last week. Sorry? And the week before. Yes. And the week before. Yeah. But I mean, but the, but the thought is different. It's because it's your birthday. Thank you. And uh, you can also have my, my copy of Metro. Great. If you want. Thanks. And I, and I did get you... You can borrow my umbrella. Yes. No? You don't want to borrow my umbrella? Yes, okay. thank you. All right, no, here, here it is. I did buy you a little birthday cake. Oh! <laughs> hey! hey. <laughs> more food. Up with the bunting, bring in the Dagenham Girl Pipers and we're all happy. Yeah, more, more food. food. <laughs> this one expired two years ago, so eat quick. Fabulous. Yeah, great, there you go. Birthday cake. Hey, Matt. Oh, that's lovely. Nice. God, that's and heavy. I got you something else as well. That's heavy. Got you something else. Because while I was there, I was feeling in a particularly festive mood. And apart from singing Hark the Herald Angels and Deck the Halls with, I bought you a little Christmas cake. More food! More food! Just to add to the fact that your waist has now gone from 38 to 42. As if. This is good. Sorry? What? I I, I I can't hear a word you're saying. No, you can't (laughs) hear him. He's only talking to me. I'm a bit like Mary Poppins. Did you see Mary Poppins? The film? Did you see Mary Poppins? Do you remember? She opens the carpet bag and she dives into it and it's never-ending. She pulls out a hat stand and I'm a bit Mary Poppins. 
I am the person. I mean, you've only got to look in my cupboard to realise that I've got stuff in there that could keep you happy for weeks. Yeah. Yes, there is a difference between you and Mary Poppins. Whatever you bring yes, out, of course, is food. There is. she's a woman and she no. flies on an umbrella. It is questionable. But um, <laughs> yes. you just bring out his food out of your bags. Anyway, sorry, you were about to say. Yeah. Rachel says, Love your show. Happy birthday to Alan. Mercy. Wendy says, You can get Walker's mince pies in British home stores. Oh. Uh, Tom says, Windsor Davis, very good. Uh, opposite Donald Sinden and Never the Twain. That's where they played um, antique dealers. And there's only one of them out on DVD. I'm a bit disappointed. Uh, Tony the Black Cabbie says, I'll have some pies. We love pies. Go on to the internet then. Go on to eBay. And there are 900... No, a million pies for sale. So far, 99 pence. And it's a company in Essex that had an order from Asden, Asda to supply fruit pies. And Asda cancelled the order, so they're selling them on eBay. They're frozen... But they'll end up in markets, I would think. But yeah, what would you do with them? If you, if you want it, because mm. I bet you've entered it and put a bid in. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Mm. What would you do with them? Sorry? What would you do with Build them? Build a house. No, but seriously, what would you do with a million of these pies? Well, it gives some to you. Yeah, for my and birthday, I'd, for the next I'd 20 years. I'd offer them as, as presents to people. No, but seriously, what could people possibly do with a million of them? Eat them. You're not eat them. Eat a million. And you can't sell them on a... Well, you'd have to send them around to all the, all the markets around the entire country. Yeah. Well, that's all right. I don't mind that. I think it's a marketing stunt. It is a marketing stunt, but to be honest with you, I mean, a million... I mean, I've never bid for anything on eBay. I'll tell you, like, we, we, we bought a wedding dress once. On eBay? Yeah, me and my producer. Oh, I, that's not right. Not me. We bought it because we wanted to see how, how cheap you could get a wedding dress for. <laughs> Did it fit? I don't wear women's clothing. I'm not a cage fighter. OK, just want that on record. Did it fit? Sorry? Did it fit? No. And, and we bought it, and I think we only paid, like, two or three quid for it. We wanted to see whether you could get a wedding dress. And was it good quality? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's stuck around in the cupboard at LBC for a little while until the end we, we decided... But did it look nice? ...that it had to go... Sorry, how much? J. Louise, £1,000 on a... Well, that's... You know, I've seen people spend £50,000 on a wedding oh, dress. Oh, yes, easily. Easily. I mean, I mean, it's, mm. it's, it's your one day when you're going to look gorgeous. I've, you know? I've paid almost £1,000 for an outfit, and I, it wasn't even my wedding. Did you? I did! See, the trouble See, oh, Alan go, always stop. tells what? me about how much he spends on clothes. And to be honest with you, he looks like he's dressed by Oxfam. You know, it's... It's, it's quarter to six in yeah. the morning. I have no meeting to go to. Because somebody came knocking at my door the other day. And, excuse me, we're actually collecting for starving people in Africa looking for clothes. I said, listen, if my clothes fit them, they can't be that starving. And did you see the jokes the other laughing. day that started laughing. doing the round? You know, when Michael Jackson died, there were jokes... People got sent round. There were hundreds and hundreds of Michael Jackson jokes. They've started about Stephen Gately. Unfortunately, it happens with everybody, though. Isn't it amazing that somebody must sit there waiting for some celebrity to pass on and then start sending out jokes? Just the way of life, unfortunately. Tacky, isn't it, really? Anyway, so we know about Win Windsor Davis. Happy birthday to, uh, to Sarah. Love Jane and Rick. Oh, happy birthday, Sarah. And happy birthday to you. Oh, well, thank you very well. much. So that's good, isn't it? A lot of people wishing a happy birthday. Yes. Yeah, which we're going to be bored with by the end of the programme. You're not going to be bored. Sorry? You're not going to be bored. Actually, it's thing, I, I don't get bored when you're here. Oh, that's nice. See, now you're being nice. No, I mean, I mean I'm always nice to you. It's questionable. And I must tell you about this x-ray machine in Manchester where you can see through people's clothes. A short while ago, probably about a couple of years ago, there was a camera that came out, a video camera. I think it was from Sony... And I had one, and when it went into night vision, I promise you, this is absolutely the truth, it became like an X-ray, and on... <laughs> you don't believe me, do you? I promise you, it's absolutely true. And this Sony camera became like an X-ray, and you could see through people's clothes. Yeah, but what did it actually look like? 
looked like naked people no, under it their clothes. No, it didn't, didn't it? It did. You didn't see the colour of their yes. skin and everything, well, you didn't surely. see no, because it was in black and white. That's what I mean. So but it's you not... saw everything else. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. Look, it, they, they've got it on the television now. That, that's what you will see. That's the image. And this is what the image was on this camera. That's what you will see. Well, you won't see that particular person, but... The, that's you're... hardly... That's hardly seeing somebody naked. Well, on my one, you saw them naked. That's just an outline of somebody. Well, I'm telling you. I'm just saying now, there are stranger things in heaven and earth. And and that's what came out. I mean, I know they're just talking about it in the papers now, but I promise you, it... Uh, it yeah, it but the way out. that they're describing it is people are going to start getting worried that they're going to be seen naked by people. The image they're showing on the TV... Why would you worry about it? Do you go out worrying about that? I'm not, I didn't say I. Did it's I like say going I to the hairdresser. It? You finish the hairdresser and they then get a mirror and show you the back of your head. I've never once walked out of the house and gone, hair looks great, lovely, shiny teeth. Oh, God, the back of my hair. Except him. Cynical. And he spends all his time faffing around with his That's hair. That's a lot of hair. Yeah. But it looks good. No, it looks good today. You should have seen it yesterday. Oh, right. Anyway, and I've had another Christmas card in because apparently they're all arriving in late because of the post. <laughs> News headlines, Gordon Brown's calling on ministers to follow his lead and not cause a fuss over MPs' expenses. He's agreed to pay back claims worth more than £12,000. A post-mortem is due to be carried out later on the body of Boys Own singer Stephen Gately, following his sudden death at the weekend. And MPs have voted to ban cigarette vending machines, but the legislation still needs to be approved by the House of Lords. Let's have a check on the roads. Get you there nice and quickly with the help of LBC's excellent travel department, J. Louise Knight. Thank you very much, Steve. Firstly, to South Tottenham, Seven Sisters Road is closed both... Guess the outfit later on today. What will she be wearing? Will it be the Dalmatian outfit? Will it be the boiler suit? She has a Dalmatian it? outfit. She ha- well, it's, 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 it's white with um, spots on it, so I call it dungarees. It's the, mm. I like dungarees. Do you know, dungarees remind me of seven brides for seven brothers because they're all wearing dungarees and they're all down on the farm. Only you, would things would remind you of musicals. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, I'm a showbiz person. I can't help it. I mean, I'm in showbiz. Can I quickly say before you go on, I'm desperately trying everybody to send the picture of the cake on Twitter. So thank you for the Twitters. All right. Uh, but I'm having trouble. For some reason, my phone won't send it. So I'm right. going to keep trying. Okay. Uh, they're the best night ever seeing Bananarama last night. That was Paul. He's uploaded four clips to YouTube. He says hi to Alan if he's in again. PSO never told him about last week and the Bucks fizz bit. Yes, now what happened anyway, here? Anyway, moving on. No, 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 because this is quite do. important. What? Because people have been saying to me all week yeah. that you were wrong about something. That I made a now, mistake. That you made a mistake. And Paul has been going on about it I saying. I never make mistakes. He in, was right, you were wrong. In 30 years, I never ever make mistakes. I'm generally very good at remembering things. Except when thing, I'm on. Except when you're on. And. Paul had written in saying, you did interview Bucks Fizz, all of them, three of them. And I said... You didn't because the room was too small. That's right. I said, I can't remember. Anyway, it then turned out that I did. But, of course, it wasn't in this building. It was in another building. And the moment he told me that I had Shelley in and Cheryl and Mike, I'd remembered because I'd remember the studio we did it in because we had two studios side by side. In this this building, I don't have any facility for doing anything above a one-to-one. Now, was it around the same time that you did Hanson? Yes, it was around that same time. Because you had all of them in the same studio. Hanson came in with a film crew, so we did Hanson. Oh, yes, forgot about the film crew. (laughs) Yeah, mm, Bob. Resemblance to Zach. Yeah, yeah, no. No, no, yes, yes. yes. And, and, and they were also funny. They were very funny. And uh, so Hanson came in, and then I had it, because I was able to do people. And it was, whereas here, it's got You had the be, space, you had, had the space. The space. It's, it's got to be on a one-to-one. You'd think in a building this size, it'd be something, but there isn't anywhere for me to do any more than one person. Mm. And you can't group two people around. No, so Paul pointed out exactly when it was, and the date, and everything else. And so I said, yes, and I remember exactly the studio. So, um... 
the now I know. It's an age thing, Steve. Just accept it. It isn't. You know, it's strange, isn't it? When, when people have to remind you of things and I can't... No, no, what I mean is you being wrong. It's an age Sorry? thing. Nope, that it's, moment's gone again. Sorry. Yes, thank nope, you. I've missed it. Mate. I don't think if I were ever... I can't even say the word. Anyway, uh, Noreen says winter has arrived. It certainly has. There was a, I thought there was frost on my car this morning, so I ran my, my finger lightly over the bonnet and uh, it turned out to be water. I ended up with a wet finger. <laughs> Luckily, I had a handkerchief. That was good. Please wish Alan a happy birthday for Wednesday. Also hope Dawn enjoys the next few days. Lots of love, Noreen. It is chilly this morning. Thank you very I've much. I've still not put the uh, heating on. And I'm the first person to put the heating on. Graham, oh, I have. You know Graham. I do. He said he, he, he put the heating on the other day. And I thought, well, I've not put the heating on. I don't need it on. You know, I'm, I find I'm, I'm quite warm enough in bed. I've got a lovely duvet. Mm. Lovely duvet. It's really very light and soft. I think it's Polish. It's Siberian fox or duck down or something. Or dead, whatever it is. It's Whatever it is, it's the most expensive duvet you can buy. Because Nick bought one a few years ago. And I went and bought one as well. It lovely. would be the most expensive, wouldn't it? I think it was something like £400 for right. the duvet. I know you can buy them cheaper, but it's really nice. Can I tell you something that happened to me the other day? Do, please. Somebody turned up at the front door. Knocked on, no, no, seriously. Somebody knocked <laughs> at the front door, right? What are you laughing for? Don't laugh. It's a story. Yeah, okay. I'm telling a story and people are laughing. Mm. I'm trying to tell this. Right. Somebody knocked at the door. Did have a funny ending then? When, I don't know. You oh, tell me. And somebody knocked at the door. I answered the door. And they went, hello, Alan. How are you? And I was thinking, I have no idea who you are. I went, Yes, I'm very good, thank you. It was and your mother. He, no, and then he <laughs> and then he just stood there expecting me to ask him something, and I'm looking at him thinking, I have absolutely no ah, idea who you are. That's why I knew your name, Alan. But he then he's then looking at me as if you know you know when they give you that impression that they want to come in. I'm thinking you're not coming in my house. I don't know who you are. And then he goes to me. It's unusual for you. I know, quite exactly. And so anyway, and so then he goes to me. Then he goes, um, so um, yeah, um, coffee. No idea who this guy is. He knows my name, and he's asking me to come in for a coffee. So I just went, um, well, no, sorry, I'm, I'm a bit busy you at the moment. Twittered. Yes, exactly. I know, because I could hear it on my... And I just went, sorry, I'm a bit busy at the moment. Right. And he gave me a look, and he just gave me a look of, oh, you know, stop, you know, seriously, you know I was coming over. And I'm thinking, yeah. who are you? In the end, I just got rid of the guy, moved away. Neighbour comes up to me later and says, um, did you just have somebody knock on your door? And I went, yeah. He said... Exactly the same thing happened to him. Answered the door and went, hello, Phil. Who is it? We don't know. Some stranger who'd just been knocking on our doors, knows our names. Oh, it could be council. Well, it could be council because they, they would know from the electoral register. I mean, I could find your but name. But why, why would they just knock on your door, say your name and expect to come in for a coffee? Something dodgy. He's thirsty, I think. Uh, Th- yeah, but why would they know our names? Well, because you get that from the electoral register. The fact that you have a doorbell with Alan Dodgen written on it. I you know, certainly do not. There. You do, because it goes ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. you got to pick a pocket or two. <laughs> In this life, one thing goes. Well, no, the reason I was asking is, is there some sort of scam going around with people trying to get into your house? That's what I wanted to know. In your case, they'd be in then, wouldn't they, in about five minutes? Were you trying to say that? I'd just let anybody in? Well, no, but it's unusual that sort of somebody sort of, you know, knocks on your door and goes, Alan, you stand there staring blankly at them as if you were about to go into a Robbie Williams song. Now, this he is a non-story. It's a people. non-story. He's got those staring It's the same eyes. as a non-story of Danny making those comments. Believe it's you, people just coming there. out with At things. one point, he starts scratching his head. He's doing all these strange things, and I'm no. thinking, I'm sorry. I don't non-story. Care what you say. Well, I'm telling you now, uh, the Daily Star say uh, his TV show sparked concern. He did look a bit bug-eyed, it has to be said. Candy Rain, judges set us up. Go away. Yeah, go away. Go Time's away, up. you boring old 
things. You can't sing. You've got no talent whatsoever. Very funny, though, because when they... Before they did the thing on The X Factor, they brought on all the X Factor contestants. The first three sang live. The rest of them mimed. They were all miming to this song where they all came down and sang, and those two silly boys, the two little Irish... I didn't think... I know, I don't think they mimed that. It just sounded out on our... When well, I was they, listening they to it... That bit, yeah. No, I, I don't no, think they, they did. did. No, 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 I don't think they yeah. did. Well, they did. Windsor Davis used to live in Carl Beach, I know, uh, and drink in the Windsor Castle pub. I used to work in a pub called the Windsor Castle, actually, years ago. So I'd mention that, you know. Thanks yeah. for sharing. Yeah, I thought I'd share that. My one. life is better for knowing. The third man at uh, Stephen Gately's home on the night he died revealed it was me who found his body. I wouldn't think that would be something to be crowing about to the rest of the world. But uh, that was it. And Robbie Williams revealed how his big X Factor comeback got off to a sticky start and the stage door wouldn't open. So he was visibly sweating and he had to explain why he rambled. I don't think he rambled. I think he rambled. Oh, this yeah. is just a press run. Have a go at him again. No, he's a, they're not having a go yes, at him. Yes, they are having a go at the him. I did think the X Factor overhyped him. They're going, oh, you know, the greatest superstar. He's had this many. And I thought, oh, well, it's like meeting Frank Sinatra. And on came this little podgy bloke from Stoke-on-Trent. He wasn't he podgy. He on doing this sort of bit like this. Come on, bring it on if you think you're hard kind of thing. Were you actually watching it Of properly? course I was watching it. Well, then it. you would have seen he wasn't podgy. I was watching it with some friends and we all said the same thing. Rubbish. He wasn't podgy in the sight. He was we looking halfway blooming through some good. Sum, I remember. <laughs> oh, M- Maggie Jones is in hospital. Oh, Not why? Well, she's in Coronation Street. She plays Blanche. She fell over and she's ruptured her spleen. Oh, my word. So that's not very good. And poor old Vic Beckham is out wearing what can only be... It looks like she's wearing coat hangers in her coat. Look at that. that funny picture in the paper today. The... Oh, it's going back to the 80s sort yeah. of style, isn't it? She's, she's very, uh, very naff, I'm afraid. Strange enough, she was pictured with Austin Powers actor Vern Troyer. He's a bit... I don't like him at all, I'm afraid. I really don't like him. But she obviously thinks he's somebody worth being photographed with. Davy Boy, nowhere near. Leading me to suggest again that, you know, they're almost having separate lives, I'm afraid. Well, exactly. And, um... High Street giant John Lewis are offering more than 500 jobs in the run-up to Christmas. But that's normal. That's quite normal nowadays. People looking for, uh, for sort of work around Christmas. And then some girl in school... Sticks her hand in some plaster of Paris. You know when you're making a plaster cast of a part of your body? And she stuck her hands Usually in your hand. That's right, usually your hand. Anyway, it's set. <laughs> but um, she suffered horrific burns. She put them in the liquid oh, instead of the clay. No. Even, I mean, you know, dumb. The liquid started to set and began to heat up around her trapped hands. Classmates battled in vain. Eventually, firefighters broke the plaster with power tools... And uh, only two fingers on one hand could be rescued. Oh, my good grief. I was... thought this was going to be a funny story. No, not a funny story not funny in the slightest. At all. In fact, the school has been uh, fined £19,000. Good grief. So, in other words, she puts them into the liquid, which, of course, you don't do in plaster of Paris. You really don't do it. You, well, what you do is, I think you sort of put a glove on or you put talcum powder on so that you can slip it out afterwards. That's how you do it. And this set... I don't remember... And she didn't think to pull her hand out. No, hang on a minute. I don't remember ever having to put my hand into something when I was doing it at school. I remember putting... Well, I remember we had to pour either. some plaster of Paris into a dish, yeah. and then you put your hand onto the dish to create the imprint. Yeah. And that never burned. So what... Have, have they changed it I think something? what they did was they had, obviously, like a bucket. They put the stuff in there. She stuck her hand in, thinking that you just better lift your hand out afterwards. But of course... Well, of course it's you not. You can't, because your hand is wider at the bottom than the top. So she's there... And then they try and get it out. And in the end, she because the liquid is very hot... So she's lost several of her fingers? She's lost three. Oh, uh, that's three. terrible. She's lost three. She's only got two fingers left. Well, just so she's just lost them. It doesn't say, actually. But, uh, but the, the guidelines ruled that gloves should be used when handling plaster of Paris. 
Mm. So, I mean, that's that's quite dangerous, isn't it? That's quite scary. That at no, all. I don't remember doing that. We never did anything with plaster of Paris. In fact, I've got no, you must have done handprints. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. We did silly things like making stained glass windows out of out of yeah, we coloured did that. cellophane. But you never did handprints. No, we never did handprints. And I am standing by that. It's LBC ninety seven point three. Hey, boss. You know you said we need to look around for better prices. To- Morning, everybody. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast. It's LBC 97.3. It's nice to have you company. I trust you well this morning. It is a bit chilly. You're waking up to a chilly Tuesday. Ray in Barkingside, yes, says, Happy birthday, Alan, for tomorrow. And Robbie was podgy. So there you go. And Dee says, I've still got the, uh, the cooler. I'd like a silk duvet. I've seen them advertise silk stuffing and cover. Don't fancy feathers. I'm allergic. Silk, do you know, I always fancied silk sheets. But I did think it looked a little bit tacky. Black satin, black satin sheets and black satin pillowcases. A little bit naff, I think. Anyway, news is next on LBC. Then we're into the second hour of the Steve Allen Show this Tuesday morning. On FM, online. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Nine, nine minutes past six, I can't Where does the it's time flying. go? It flies by. It absolutely flies by. Uh, Bryn and Annie. You know Bryn and Annie. Uh, had a great uh, rats lodge on Sunday. Nearly forty attended to see Tony Hatch initiated. I went to my friend uh, Jackie Gill's birthday party a few years ago, and uh, Jackie Trent and Tony Hatch were there. In fact, I was the only person who, who I didn't know, but uh, and Tony Christie as well. Uh, Tony Hatch, a wonderful boost to the order, and proud to have them both in. I was privileged to be Toastmaster at Tony's marriage to Jackie Trent uh, many years ago, and he used to tell me he was fed up with looking at my ugly face on his desk because there was a photograph of us three at the wedding. Huge talent. I know he's done everything. I bought the Tony Hatch box sets. In fact, actually, I interviewed Tony. I think he came in for an in-conversation, or that reminds me, some time ago. And there's a whole series of box sets uh, with all of his stuff on. Really, really good. Uh, Anne sends her love. They're off to the Brecon Beacons in Wales on Wednesday, just for three days. Glad you had a lovely holiday. Well, as I say, I will be seeing you at the Water Rats Ball. Whether you like it or not, I think. And you must book a date for your diary. There is a show in uh, London coming in, just over the road from here. Just over the road, at the back, as I look out of the studio window. It's called Change, and it stars the Italian quick-change artist Arturo Brachetti. Now, magicians will remember Arturo, who came in with a show called Why, years ago. You can see what he looks like if you go to YouTube. He's been around long before Darnia and... Daryl, or whatever their names are, came on the scene and did the X Factor or the America's Got Talent programme. Uh, he was doing it long before. He's absolutely the master at it. Changing sex, doing everything. Man to woman, man to old woman, magic. The whole thing is in there. The, the uh, show is called Change, and it opens very, very shortly, so you can get uh, tickets for that one. I think Quick Change is one of the greatest arts around. I know. I always I wanted love to it. do it. At one of the shows, and I never got around to doing it. Yeah, don't you have to be a bit... And, and I'm not being rude. You're going to be rude. No, 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 I'm really not. No, 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 seriously, I'm not. I'm just trying to say, but don't you have to be rather nimble to do that? I am quite nimble. You'd be, I, I tell you, you'd be quite surprised at how, how nimble and flexible I am. Right. I'm actually... Quite flexible. And nimble. Nimble. I am, yeah. Mm. Why are you... Why are you so, I mean, in my early days... 1870. Can, you, can I just point out, you're not old. No, I know I'm not. You, I know you joke about it, but you yeah. actually think, I think psychologically, you actually thinking you are older than but you are. But I was are. actually very athletic. <laughs> I mean, you? I was, yes. In what, in what sports? Um, I used to do uh, high jump, mm-hmm. uh, 100 metres, and long jump, 
Yes. And hurdles. Right, really? Yes. Did you go under the hurdles? Uh, no, I didn't, actually. I did jump... I represented Berkshire in the hurdles. Did you really? Yeah. At I mean, what I, age? Sorry? What age are we talking here? Uh, school age. Yeah. 14, yeah. 15. Four, oh, right, really? Oh, heavens above, yes. Okay. I could actually get my, my legs over my head before Joan Collins even came on the scene. I mean, I was, you know, well, well away with it then. Because I was, I was an athletic person, because I grew up in a generation where you did sport at school. Now most of them look as a... Nobody's got shorts that match, so you always get the kid in the class who's wearing what looks like beach shorts, whereas we had, you know, pristine white outfits. Your mum used to make sure you got your gym kit packed. Did you Did you used to have to go and do those long runs, even in the wintertime? Yes. I remember yes. doing those and coming back and your feet were solid, frozen solid. No, not me, because I, I learnt how to pound the pavements and it kept my feet nice and warm. Well, I remember having to run through fields with snow about a foot deep. No, 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 no. No, we didn't do that. And up the cobbled street. I used to run out of the school gates, turn to the left, go behind the bike shed, two or three cigarettes later, and then catch them as they came back in again. Really? No. I, d- I did used to run. I liked it. No, I see. I, I never got into the running. I, I, I ended cycle up cycle do- three miles to school every day. I had to walk three miles to the bus stop to get the bus to school. Three miles? Yeah, it was a three-mile walk. Nowadays, and I've often complained about this, you see kids sitting in the back of cars, and you think, you're tired when you get to school. When I used to get to school, I was, I was wide awake, because I'd either stood at the bus stop in, in, in the freezing rain. There is a run at the moment from going down from Brighton Road, heading into Red Hill, where every morning at the moment, all I'm seeing is queues and queues and queues of parents driving their kids around. Yeah. And I'm just like, That's why all the roads make are clogged them up. walk. Yeah. A walking bus. Even if it's four miles long, it's not going to hurt them. It's going to do them some good. We did. Oh, we cycled to school. Three miles I would cycle to school. And when I got my first Saturday job working in a hotel, just cutting the grass, I cycled six miles. Six miles there, six miles back. And you didn't think about it, really. You no. were just fitter that's in not, those days. That's not a long distance when you're cycling. That's no. not a long distance at and all. And I would, I would sort of do it by, all right, I'll cycle to this next bit there, and that'll be, you know, it'll be, and you just did it, and I was really good at it. I remember when the bus used to drop us off. Wheels on the bus go round and round. I remember when the bus... Hello? Hello. You were just in your little world again. Your little world. Yes, on my little world. I remember when the bus used to drop me off. Stop. Hello? Sorry? Stop it now. Stop it. All right, okay. I remember when the bus used to drop me off and we used to have to walk home. Even if it was pouring pouring with rain, my mum refused to pick me up. Can you imagine phoning up your parents because you didn't have mobiles and you'd go, oh, mum, it's raining, come pick me up. That was so stupid. In fact, it used to be tipping down yeah. with rain and you'd walk out the back door and you'd look back and, you, you know, the rain would be... And your little hair, the little, was little droplets running off your nose and your mother would be inside, wait, bye, bye, I'm inside in the warm and you're going to get wet. <laughs> and we never thought about it because we had Macintoshes. Didn't have umbrellas. I had a little plastic Macintoshes. Sorry? Macintoshes. Macintoshes. <laughs> Quarter past six. News headlines, Matthew Schofield. Fire crews are still damping down at the scene of a large fire at an office block in Celsius. Thank you very much indeed. With the travel for you today, Jay Louise Knight. Thank you, Steve. Anti-clockwise M25. We've already got problems in the roadworks. Four. Morning, everybody. Coming up to 20 past six. Uh, Diana says, I've just booked for the Christmas market trip to Brussels on Eurostar. Third year I've been, you'd love it. A wonderland of glitter, trinkets and lights topped by a saint in lumiere performance in the Grand uh, Plus. Each evening. Sounds wonderful. does sound wonderful. Yeah, I like the Christmas market. The one you, I've, I've got to go to is uh, the Salzburg Christmas market. Any of the German Christmas markets, provided there is snow on the ground. I love Germany. June, Steve is right, Alan. Sorry, Robbie was on another planet. Oh, you're all wrong. I'm there sorry. You you're all wrong on this one. I loved it and enjoyed it immensely. 
Uh, Ray and Barkingside says, black satin sheets, naff. Oh, dear, they work for me. It's an age thing, <laughs> I'm telling you. And Neil says, when I listen to Robbie's new song, I can sing Tears for Fear's song, Shout. Yeah, I don't think the song's the best in the world. No, it's not the best. It's not the best in the world. Yeah. But I like Robbie. Uh, and next says, I saw Alan's photo with you on the website last night. Sounds much younger than he looks. Thanks. Is that, yes. a, is that, is that a compliment? I don't know. It's not a compliment, oh. I'm afraid. <laughs> right, thanks. <laughs> and, uh, and Stephen, who's a locksmith, because mm-hmm. I, I, having listened to this programme, we inspired him to do something. If you're, if you're in a job that you don't like, as opposed to moaning about it and wasting everybody's time. I ha- there's nothing worse in this business than bumping into somebody going, oh, don't like this, don't like And I think, get out of the business. How did you inspire him? I inspired him because, because I said when I was young, I did anything just to get money. I'm not one of these people who can just sit back and, and take money. So I did anything to, to get money. And he actually changed his dead-end job, trained to be a locksmith, and he's much happier. Oh, that's good then. Because you do get people, and, you know, everybody listening knows somebody somewhere be going, oh, I don't want to do my job today. Wake up in the morning and you think, oh, I've got to go to work. I love every day I come to work. I promised myself a long time ago I would never do a job I didn't enjoy. And I never have so far. No, so far, touch wood. Even when I worked in a shop, I loved working in a shop. See, I've never worked in a shop. Oh, well, no, that's a lie. Of course I have. I, went, I was with Paul I Cooper in... yesterday on the fruit and veg, and I was sitting down having a cup of tea, and he likes his job. Yes. And that's why you get up in the morning, and a job is what you make it. You know, if, if you work with people you like, all right, so not all the time, but I mean, you know, a lot of the time you work with people you like. If you enjoy your fun. job, you do your job well. Yeah. And also, it's, it's, you can have a laugh. You can make anything out of it. Well, I wouldn't say coming here was a laugh. I mean, I'd just get, you know, verbally abused by you each time. But it's, but it's funny for us. Yes, thanks. I know, and, and you make us laugh. And people who think, you know, I sound younger than I look. That's great. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have to be honest. I mean, you do look a lot older. Because you're what? 13, 14 now? Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> sound about nine. Yeah, with my bouffant hair today. <laughs> it is bouffant. Come on, let's admit it. It is bouffant today. It is bouffant today. Bouffant hair. Cutting... But my hair was very fine. Very fine, sort of baby-type hair. But it, it looked quite nice when it was long. And I used to use sort of thickening lotion. Did you really? Oh, God, you used to use it. Wow. When you're you're younger, you use product on your hair. Some people get up and they use uh, wax. You know, you put a little bit and then you rub it. I use wax on my hair at the moment when it's short. But, I mean, it's too long to put anything in there. I used to use mousse. And I'd comb it through and then blow dry it. Yeah, that's what I used to use when I was younger. That's because then you only use the products your mum had. (laughs) So, of course, my mum would only have mousse. No, I think mousse was invented when my mother was around. Yeah, that's a sad rational part that went out. Do you remember, we used to get wax and then there was something else called mud. Do you remember mud? Still out there. Is it still out there? Mm. I used to have about six different things. And then they say if you spray this on, it makes your hair shiny. And then you could spray this on and your hair would go lighter. And so people tried lots and lots of different... You see it on the television now and they go, look at this girl's hair. You tend to forget, well, that most people who use this stuff, when they do home colouring... This has been done professionally. The model on the front of the packet has had it done professionally. You take it home and try and do your own hair colouring. And that's why people have got yellow hair. You know what still hasn't arrived? You just reminded me. I'm going to have to chase it. Oh, what? The, um... Oh, Zhuzh. Zhuzh. Zhuzh has still not arrived. This week. We could have tried it out on oh. film this week. We could have... Tri- Did I explain what Zhuzh was? This was this television. Have you seen it on the television? I explain what it is, and you do this. You stuff. have the perfect hair for it, seriously. Yeah, seriously. And you can literally it's your go from nothing to sort of, you know, this. Yeah, and it's still not arrived. Still not arrived. That's been what a month and a half now. Do you remember Fred Bowers? Ooh, Fred Bowers. Why do I know that name? Fred Bowers turned up on Britain's Got Talent, mm. seventy-three, and he started doing body popping breakdancing. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Do you remember? Then it turned out that Fred Bowers was a benefit fraudster. He's claiming disability allowance. 
Right. At 73. He's claimed over £3,000, £120 a week for a bad leg. And he went on television breakdancing, this old crook. Well, anyway, uh, he's now been dubbed the fake dancer. He's been ordered to repay this money back from his... How much has he got to pay back? £3,000. He nicked off people because he's a crook. And he's now got to pay it back out of his pension for five years. £10.80 a week. He'll be dead before he's paid it. £10.80 a week? £10.80 a week. It's pathetic, isn't it? They have also taken away his uh, his car. Because he shouldn't have this stuff. He's lied to them. He's a crook. Um, And also, uh, he's slashed his uh, disability pensions. He still gets disability benefit. How? I've got no idea. He can dance. He can do anything. And he now goes round making money. Uh, what, because he appeared on TV? Demonstrating his dancing. Oh, for goodness sake. It's pathetic, isn't it? Really, uh, there's no, in- no incentive now. Uh, Stephen says, sorry, the locksmith, we don't like carrots, because I'm not a big fan of carrots. You know, no matter which way you... T- I'm, I'm getting You've into... you never s- liked them, though. No, I never have, but squash I'm getting into. And I saw some squash the other day cut up into cubes. Oh, roasted squash. Well, I'm going to do it in a, in, a, in a casserole today. Oh, lovely. To create something, probably a steak... Um, With sweet potatoes. No, probably not. Oh, yeah. Roasted sweet potatoes? Oh, really? Have you never had roasted sweet potatoes? I don't think so, no. Oh, yeah. Is that nice? Yeah, but don't have too... Don't make, them, don't make them too big. I think they do a tray of this winter vegetable type stuff, don't they? It's not the same. So I think I'll just pop that... Sorry? It's not the same. Well, what is it? Are they different? Are they Buy the raw things. Oh, no, definitely not. What's the point? It's that is not... a waste of time. Listen, convenience food was made to be convenient. And if somebody brings out a bag of chopped... No. I couldn't agree with you more. Vegetables. Convenience food is oh. for people to make their lives easier. Yeah. People who don't have enough, enough, enough oh, I can't get my words out, enough time to do I it. I don't have enough time. You, you finish what in am what? I d- 35 minutes? Yes. And then what? Well, then I've then got to what? get home. Yes. Then I've got to start making the Christmas cake for this year and icing it. Then I've got to make the Christmas decorations. I've got to start wrapping the presents for the people at work. Stop there. So those last three items you just said, you're going to do all those in Costco anyway, because they're already wrapped, they're already prepared, and they're already laid out for you to just pick up and put in your trolley. So that takes you to 11 o'clock. Now what? Exactly. My point is made. Got to go and put petrol in the car. Okay, that takes you to three o'clock, the size of your tank. Yeah. Actually, my tank is no bigger than anybody else's, stranger. People have said to me, because it's a big car, has it got a big tank? And the answer is no, it hasn't. It still costs... I mean, how much does it cost to fill yours up? About 110. Well, there you go. Mine's about 80, 90 pounds. Yeah. To fill it up. But I can go twice as far in mine than yours. Yeah, of course you can, because you bought a cheaper car. Anyway, (gasps) so what he says with with carrots, he says, if if, if if you don't like them, chop them. I mean, of course, working on the assumption that I really don't like them, so I'm going to be chopping carrots, mm. putting them on a baking tray, spraying with oil and sprinkling with cinnamon. Ugh! It sound quite disgusting. Mix them all up and roast for 50 minutes. Cinnamon I'd on rather carrots. eat ground glass, I'm afraid, Steve. Sorry, you'd rather eat what? Ground glass. <laughs> all right. There's no chance of me standing there cutting up a carrot and spraying it with oil and putting cinnamon on it. I can't think of anything worse. Do you like it when you mash up the carrot with no, swede? No, I don't. I can't bear swede. Oh. oh, I wouldn't touch swede again. I tell you, I'm suing my school for introducing me to swede at an early age. Disgusting. No. Disgusting. And haddock. Paul Cooper bought haddock the other day from Iceland. And when we were at prep school, uh, every morning we got haddock. So I grew up with the smell of haddock. And I can smell it to this day. No, rice, rice pudding and semolina. Oh, oh rice pudding, oh, yes. No, disgusting. Mm, oh. oh, foul thing. Nick Ferrari this morning. Uh, they're back from the, uh, from the taxi the other day, which was very successful. And uh, looking at the papers, Camilla Tominay, the royal editor of the Sunday Express and royal correspondent of ITV's This Morning. Uh, They're talking about the Human Rights Act. Is it keeping dangerous criminals in Britain? The answer is yes. 
says Simon Reid, Vice Chair of the Police Federation. No, says Shami Chakrabarti from Liberty. Uh, could the postal strike cost lives? I'm getting post. I don't get a lot of post. I'm not. Home, it's, are you not getting No, anything? I'm not. I'm not getting post oh, at all. Right. Oh, I'm, I'm getting post here. It's, it's not all the time. It's stuff from Amazon, admittedly. And I, got a, I did get my, my Christmas card today, which was very nice, sent in to me by Brenda. So, Brenda, thank you very much. LBC 97.3. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast. This is LBC 97.3 at 6.30. Now with the travel for you, Jay Louise. Thank you, Steve. Anti-clockwise M25. We've still got this broken down car blocking the inside lane. What a shame the newsroom failed to continue their winning streak, says it, Alex. I'm not surprised, actually. No. Not surprised. It doesn't matter. It's a good run, I thought. Yeah. He says, I did notice a change... In attitude. This time last week, they were targeting £200 losses. This week, they want to go under 70. What a difference a few winners makes. Yeah, well, that's true. Can't <laughs> deny that. Guilty as charged. Exactly. See Lavender. Alex had 10th out of 15th. Mm. 10th out of 15th. Oh, dear. Not good. Uh, it's lost £2, £15.62. Your inside track, which sounded promising, mm. but sadly wasn't, mm. lost you £2 because it came in 5th out of 12. Top half again. Yeah, seventy-seven pound forty-six now. For okay, you. so uh, hold your hands up. We'll uh, we'll go for it today. I think. Yeah, go go for it today. He's off to Leicester, the four ten, with the aptly named Tiger Flash. They also go in Newcastle and Huntingdon, uh, and I'm going with the three o'clock at Huntingdon, Rio Lane, not Cleo Lane, Rio Lane, Rio Lane. Yeah, how nice. Yes. <laughs> Rio Lane. Rio Lane. I like the sound of that. Yeah. Ooh. So do I. I'm Wonderful. confident. Yes, I'm, yes, I'm, I'm, oh, please. Double prayers today. <laughs> Double prayers. It, because you were doing so well. I mean, if you, I mean, it, it would be nice to get it down. Yeah, Monday's always difficult, to be honest, because I have a different tipster on a Monday. Oh, do you? Mm. Ah. I have my Monday tipster and my rest of the week tipster. Right. Ah, interesting. So I'm hoping we'll get back on track today. Lovely. All right, fingers crossed and we'll find out tomorrow. Indeed. Thank you for that. Bye. Off he goes, says Matthew Schofield. So fingers crossed there. We need another winner, actually. We need another winner on LBC. Steve Allen. Amazing. Gary and Epping says Robbie looked nervous, uncomfortable, past it, and questionably very odd. His eyes, eyes were huge on the X Factor. And by the way, it's Frosty and Epping. Am I the only one who enjoyed Robbie's performance? Well, no, I didn't say I didn't enjoy the performance. I'm just saying he looked uncomfortable. Something was not quite right. I saw him at Nebworth. I've, I bought the DVD. I bought into it. But frankly, it's quite nice when you go into a concert and the crowd sings your songs for you. Fair enough. You know, if I'm going to a concert, you know, I want to see the artist singing. Frank Sinatra, he ain't. He might be, you know, he's not even a showman. You know, oh, he, he is a showman. He, he, he absolutely argue. is. I'm not arguing it's with you, It's a different Alan. generation. Well, it might be a different generation. But it is, that's what it is. But I don't, I don't think he's any good. I think they over the I pudding. Think... What they've done is they've made him appear to be bigger than he really is. And we have to talk to Darren now anyway. So fine. So I'm not going to talk to you about okay, it. OK, fine. Because it's, he's, he's not as big as he thinks he is. You think that if you want. OK. Darren joins us now to give a few recommendations of, uh, of where to go to. I know we've got a few ideas of where we can send uh, Alan Dodgen today. Morning. Well, I'm going to start where we're going and you can finish it. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Art Fever this week at the West End. All right. Oh, you don't know the words. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, actually. <laughs> what are the words? 
And through it all. Oh, right. <laughs> she offered me protection. <laughs> right, okay. It's Art Fair Fever. The Art Fair Fever season kicks off this week down at Regent's Park. It's the Freeze Art Fair from the 15th to the 18th. Yeah. Got a huge marquee in Regent's Park and everything from a few hundred quid to tens of thousands of pounds. Mm. Down at Old Street, it's the Zoo 2009 Art Fair from the 16th to the 19th. Everything from £10 up to £4,000. Wow. And at Cape Modern, I don't know if you've seen this on the television, but uh, from today, it's your chance to walk through this massive tunnel that's completely Good. dark. Yeah, just keep walking that? through it. Keep... Well, I can't think of anything worse. What, Tate Modern? Well, don't, you know I don't like Tate Modern. Fantastic. A oh. Polish artist. It's not art, is it? It's not art. Not art. They had a thing. We went in there. Darren and I went in there, and they had seagulls stuck to the walls with arrows through them. <laughs> and this apparently is art. You know, yeah. I mean, I just don't see it. Perhaps, I mean, you know, perhaps, perhaps my eyes are not opened wide enough. Perhaps I'm not accepting enough of what people say is art. And they always say, if you can't see it, then you're blind. So perhaps I'm blind. But I would have thought, well, if that's the case, then you can go to this thing where you walk through and it's completely pitch black and all sorts of I videos. I can do that at home. I can, turn, I can walk in the front door, turn the lights off and stumble from room to room. Why do I need to go to yeah. Tate Modern? <laughs> well, while you're down at Tate Modern, you can go and see uh, the pop life in the material world, Warhol, Hearst, Coons and more. Oh, is it uh, Jeff Coons? Yeah. Oh, we like that. Yeah. It's and a uh, brand new gallery opens this week on the October the 14th. This is Regent's Park as well. And it's called the Museum of Everything. Over yeah. 200 paintings, drawings, sculptures and installations by all sorts of artists I've never heard of. Henry Darger, Madge Jill, Neck Chand and others. Not Madge Jill. <laughs> yes. Unbelievable. <laughs> she's, she's come back again. <laughs> Let me entertain you. And we'll have a real good time, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> See? Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. Match Jill, eh? Good Lord, I'll be down there for that one. <laughs> you and your strange things this week. Although we know Jeff Coons, and I know all the other ones. You know Andy Warhol. Yes, I know Andy Warhol. Yeah. Damien Hirst. Yes, Damien Hirst. I love his yeah. house. Damien Hirst's house is fantastic. He paid what, what looked to me like a pittance for this gothic monstrosity, which looks fantastic. It's costing him millions to restore, though, isn't it? It's worth millions. All he's got to do is stuff an animal with formaldehyde, and that's... Yeah. He's the most unartist artist. He's not Why didn't you stuff Alan with them um, full matter behind and Oh, don't you start as well? <laughs> yes. I have to be honest, I don't think it's not crossed my mind this morning. <laughs> the very idea that we could sort of embalm Alan on air is yeah, too embalm him. Yes, <laughs> embalm him, sawing him half, and yes. then you can tell him twice. And then we could send him to go and see an Arturo Brachetti show over the road. You can over the road down to the Garrick Theatre. Uh, the opening night is uh, 25th of October. I think it starts previewing next week. Excellent. We'll look All right. That. Darren, thanks very much indeed. Pleasure. Darren's back with us on uh, Sunday. Nick Ferrari with you, talking about dangerous foreign criminals after the news at seven this morning. And, uh, and with the postal strike continuing to affect people all over the country, although strangely the MPs got all their stuff delivered, uh, Nick wants to know how you've been affected. He'll speak to the Patients Association, who claim thousands of cancer sufferers are facing delays of several weeks before receiving their test results, and of course you on the telephone. All with Nick Ferrari this morning, after the news at seven. Candy Rain thrown their toys at the pram after they were kicked off X Factor. And to be honest, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to bump into... 
at least two of them in a dark night because they looked as rough as heck, I'm what, afraid. What they said... Well, what? what they're doing is that they're, they're complaining. Bearing in mind, they've got no singing experience whatsoever. No experience. All they do is they're pole dancers. And Simon, very unwisely, said, there's nothing the matter with that. Well, there I'm isn't. sure all the mothers listening would be going, oh, lovely, we're just... Lo- as far as I'm there's concerned... There's nothing wrong I'm with it. I'm sorry there is. It's prostitution. What? No, it's That's not. What it is. Of course it is. They're Rubbish. taking money from men for dancing around poles. Yeah, so they're clever, yeah. if you ask Are me. Are you seriously think it finishes at that? Oh, oh Alan, don't be so naive. I'm not saying it does. So I'm just naive. saying there's nothing wrong, wrong with pole dancing. I remember seeing a girl on Big Brother years ago, and she was another pole dancer. And she said, I make £2,000 a week. And I thought, not pole dancing, you don't. Might be the extras you're offering. Right, the extras I don't agree with, but pole dancing you itself... parents are going to be thrilled then. Your daughter comes home and goes, oh, by the way, I've got no talent, but I'm going to be taking my clothes off for men for dancing around a pole. Oh, big deal. That's very exciting. I'm not saying they would be, but well, I'm trying to there. say it's, it's still... not proud of. Well, why? Honestly, you can make a lot of money. you just really annoying. Uh, you you've come up with something and you just... There's nothing wrong with pole dancing. It's but the, tacky. It's, it's the extra... Uh, tacky, fine. Might, tacky it might be. Hmm. But I'm not saying it's wrong. The extras are what you're talking about. I completely agree with you. Yeah. It's wrong. Yeah, but that's what pole dancing did. It took girls walking off the street, you know, into into clubs, you know, Oh, please. The These clubs have been around a long You've before been pole, pole dancing. dancing. You've been to the clubs. You know what goes on. Yes, that was in my youth. Yeah, there you go. That was very good. Yes. Get my legs quite high. Uh, Steve, you said the Brussels Christmas market sounds lovely. Yet you say you don't like Belgium. Yeah? Figures. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with that at all. And, uh, and Nick says, what do you mean you look attractive in certain lighting? You'd look attractive in any lighting. Okay. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, what are they after? Oh, who knows? Probably exactly. a free mug or something. Uh, Stephen and Alan, can you say happy birthday to Ty, who's a Twitter friend of Alan's. Oh, hello. From his mum. Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Ty. Is Ty. A friend of I yours? don't know. You have, to, you have to Twitter me and say hello so I recognise yeah. who he is. Uh, Jane says, when will the new presenter picks be available? We haven't had them done yet. But uh, believe you me, I've, I've already had long discussions. Over. I'm just waiting for a date to come back. Um, another one here. Happy birthday, Alan. Uh, Missy. Who's that from? from? Liz. Liz. Thank you, Liz. There you go. Uh, not sure what Alan was listening to, says Danny, but Robbie was terrible. See, these are all people who don't aren't fans of Robbie. You see, that's what no, it is. It, it no, know. stop! You don't know. Seriously, you've you've said your piece, Steve, yeah. and I'm just going to move on on this okay. one. Thank you. Reg says I'm no Robbie fan, but a few years ago, my wife bought his DVD at the Albert Hall, doing all that big band stuff, and I said, absolutely captivating. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Okay. <laughs> see, yeah. you just don't like him. Yeah. Sorry? You just don't like him. I think you've just No, decided. I do like him. I just don't believe that in, the, I mean, in this country we have a propensity for building people up to something they're not. And well, this five-minute intro to Robbie's performance, frankly, made him sound as if we, we were witnessing the second coming. Yeah, but that was Robbie's to the little fault. bloke who couldn't open the doors and came on stage, sang quite badly a very dreary song, and spent a lot of time going, come on, come on, no, like that, we were dealing with some group of 12-year-olds. That whole build-up was just what X Factor do. They do that with everybody. Look what they did for Alexandra's build-up. Yeah, but that was different. She was worth it. Right. She was worth so. it. I'm terrible. Oh, she was it's a nice song, but she hasn't got X Factor. Yeah. The answer to Alan's mystery visitor, says Gordon. Oh, yes, yes. Please tell probably me. probably best explained by the history of where he lives. It's probably one of the previous residents, or should I say, inmates. Anyway, time now is uh, quarter to seven. <laughs> News headlines, Matthew Schofield. Gordon Brown's trying to convince defiant Labour MPs to follow his example and... Okay, 12 minutes to uh, seven. Paul in Manchester says, sorry to disagree with Mr Dodgen, but you are right, Steve. Robbie's always had problems with his weight from an early age. If you remember, Oasis used to call him the fat dancer from Take That. There you go. I'm just saying I enjoyed it and I thought he looked well. If you all think he looked fat, that's fine. That's your, your opinion. 
OK. And Jennifer right. says, you need to get a chain on your door and report this character to the police. I, I think I do. You see, I have CCTV. Yeah, I haven't. Gets it. It's so cheap. Go to Maplin's and get a little CCTV unit. You get the monitor and a camera, which you can either plug into the television or whatever else, as you can record it, and you, or you can watch your front can door. Can Salvation... Not Salvation Army, but the, um, those um, religious people who come to your door... Mormons. Mo- yeah, can they yeah. find out who you are and where you live? Oh, Sorry? yeah. Jehovah's, Jehovah's Witnesses. Witnesses. I'm just wondering if he was one of those, but no, just knew my well, name. No, because he, 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 no, it wouldn't be, because they, they would actually sort of say, wouldn't they, I would have thought. Maybe. Mm. Yeah. It was a worry. And Dan, walkers do the shortbread as well. He says, I'm going to have to nip to Waitrose later in between finishing off the studio and getting some sleep and doing my share with the babies. He says, I can't believe his children are nearly one now. It seems like yesterday we were talking, weren't we, about that? Things ages. Grow quickly. Uh, and Mary says, happy birthday for tomorrow, Alan. Thank you very much. And Mary made her Christmas pudding over the weekend. Mine do contain alcohol. In fact, my recipe, she says, calls for old beer or stout. Ooh, we're back to really? Robbie Williams again, aren't we? Stout. Sorry, it's an old gag, but it's worth You're using. all very bitter this morning. I'm not bitter at all. You're all very bitter. No. And uh, don't you think that Alexander Burke was amazing? No. Well, for miming, yeah, it was okay. I mean, I, th- I think the, the record's quite good. Certainly a lot more lively. I thought it was very good. I want to say amazing, though. But it was very good. Well, yeah, you're right. Mm. She was good. It was good. Also, very unusual to have a different single. A different single than, you know, a ballad coming out. Uh, mentioning no names, but the X Factor group appearing at McCluskey's in Kingston on Friday night. Oh, dear. Already. Who are? The X Factor group. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, so. okay. Uh, and David says, Alan does indeed sound younger than he looks on the website. How, how, how much younger? Touched-up picture, of course. And it is not a touched-up picture. Sorry? How dare you? Photoshop. It is not! No, I didn't say that. You just did. Karen says, Steve, Robbie was awful, is dodging deaf. And Gwen says, happy birthday. Dodging is probably, you know, half the and age Jan of says, everybody excuse is. me, what's the point of the education system if girls aspire to pole dancing? I did, oh, you see, people... I'm not saying they should aspire to pole dancing. Mm. I'm just saying there's nothing wrong if they do it. it Why is a not? Profession. Why, Why should not? it be wrong? Because I think it's a slippery slope. I think you start pole dancing, and then there'll be somebody who runs a club going, listen, why don't you just do this? Why don't you just do... And before you know where you are, you know, you're into something that you really don't want to tell your parents about. You can go like to... girls who go to work in Japanese hostess bars, they're fronts for prostitution. That's what they are. I think you'll find there's lots of good. classes around the country where you can do pole dancing as, like, a hobby. Yes, because they do that for women at home who want to spice up their sex life. So, you know, you go home. My, I went home no. and shot to the home where my auntie Enid is. 87, she's up a pole. This woman should not be up there. She was Velcroed up. <laughs> and Matron had left her there. I mean, it's not good enough. <laughs> I said, luckily, (laughs) she was wearing her reinforced stuff because it's just not attractive. When she's got, she's got this like crinoline dress and it all, she couldn't see, she thought she'd gone blind. We would all love to be able to, you know, do our little pole dance and things. Well, I wouldn't. It's great exercise. You want to do a pole dance? I'd love to be able to do it. You want to haul your carcass up a pole? Don't be so ridiculous. I'm a third Let me notice, they don't have pole dancing clubs for men. Well, you know, not for... That's a good point. For men who want to go and watch pole dancing, it's women who do it. You found a gap in the market there, Steve. There you go. There's a gap in the market. For male pole dancing clubs. There you go. Nick Ferrari. That's it. Uh, And Laura says, Steve's got it right. Again. America didn't want him. Lord knows Robbie has tried. Now, he lives over in America and he can't get arrested over there. I rest my case. Okay, Simple as that. Uh, Front pages of the papers. Your comments, please, Alan. Because we love your pun. Um, They've got um, Eric Morecambe and his children in the Express today. I interviewed uh, Gary Morecambe about Eric. Is this about the letter? 
Yes, which appeared in the paper the mm. other day. And there's also a new show coming in the West End about Eric Morgan. Oh, fantastic. And uh, I liked him. You won't see his, his like again. No, I love them. TV's Fern has become a shadow of her former self. How she lost the weight now? Um, does I don't it say? know, actually. It doesn't say. She just looks... Does she look good? Yeah, she does look good. But you see, I've always liked her. Oh, I love her. Yeah. Oh, she does look good. She does look good, doesn't she? It's not easy if Owen oh, Cheryl Cole's <laughs> brother facing prison again never turned up at a court. He's the black sheep of the family. They're not a not the most pleasant family in the world. He lives on benefits. You'd think actually, if she's earning all this money. Should she not give him money? Would that not be the question? If my brother was living on benefits, which he isn't, thank God, touch wood, I would give him money. It's as simple as that. You wouldn't just desert your family, but she appears not to do anything. He's also broken the terms of a suspended sentence after he admitted attacking a stranger with a pepper spray. He's really not very pleasant How at all. How do you get your hands on one of those? What, a pepper spray? Yeah. You've been to France. Oh, you can get them there, can you? In Cannes, when we went uh, to Cannes years ago, you can buy mace, you can buy these taser guns that give you shot openly on sale. You don't need to prove anything. You just go in and buy it. They had stuff on sale I've never seen in my life. Slight problem there. Seriously, just, you know. And also, how much is this postal strike going to cost us? A lot. 1.5 billion. Adrian Childs is going to get divorced by his wife, Jane, today. He's playing down rumours of a romance with Christine Bleakley. Thank God for that. I, mean, I have no interest in the bloke whatsoever. No interest No at interest all. in him whatsoever. Oh, that is a little bit, a bit boring. You know, I find him pre- so dull. He is dull, As actually, a presenter, he? he's terrible. Dull and overweight, I'm afraid. Which is not very good for, for television. No. As we know. Um, Damien, another one. Robbie's eyes. They've concentrated on that in the papers today. Look, you can get... The papers are only going to put photos which make him look wrong. They're not going to put the actual good photos of him. Everyone's falling for this one. They didn't need to put good photos this up. It was just the way he looked. He looked a trick. bit scary. It's not a press trick. It is a press trick. Oh, so it was a press trick photo. that Candy Rain would drop from the X Factor. Oh, it? now stop. Yeah, they were, you exactly. know they were going to be oh, dropped. Oh, it was, it was a press thing. It was an intrusion. You know, the press always do these things. You know they do. Jane wants to know, do presenters have to undergo beauty treatment for the pictures? Not enough time left for everybody, let me tell you. Body waxing and eyebrow threading. (laughs) Whatever that is. (laughs) Alan sounds about 22, says Dave in crew. Oh, thank you. And somebody says, your ad-libbing, Steve, is brilliant. It is true, actually. It's a script. It's a script. We're working very hard to a script. The Sun, I found Stephen pale and cold. His Bulgarian pal tells of the horror. Nobody else is saying anything about why it. Why are they talking about it? If well, friends... because it's the autopsy today. I know, but no, no, no. Sorry, I mean, why are their friends talking out about it? Well, I because if they're, friends, they're either made it up the papers, or they'll have got a couple of quotes from somebody saying who actually found him, yeah. and then they'll go, "I found Stephen pale and cold." Well, he would have been; he was dead. So that's you know, it's no big surprise there. Uh, the Daily Star, they've got Robbie Williams looking wide-eyed and uh, no surprise there then. Yes, that they put that photo on. And Candy Rain's Coco—that's the bleach blonde one. The one who never sang. The one who never sang, I'm afraid. (laughs) Just sort of stood there looking a little bit dim, uh, is complaining about it. And there's a picture of her in one of the poses that, frankly, is not going to help your career at all, Sweet Pea. It's, it's, you know, I'm sorry, it's just not. If that's the best you can manage, go away. There's a lot of airbrushing. Cheryl Cole, you've now heard, I told you exclusively, she's going to appear on X Factor this week, but she's taping it. So, in other words, what you'll be seeing will be superimposed on the big screen. Paul Gascoigne and uh, Cheryl. Cheryl's flogging some tawdry book about Paul Gascoigne. I've had enough about it. I really don't want to know anything else at all, thank you. And uh, here's a shocking picture in the Daily Star that Kate Price's lover really does want to be a girl. And so they've got her cage fighter boyfriend taking his clothes off 
And uh, why say, would you do that knows? photo? Who knows? I've got no idea. And and Kerry Katona will not be charged after an alleged bust up with her accountant. Actually, luckily, we've seen the last of Kerry Katona, which uh, which I'm quite uh, quite pleased about. I think. Um, a Polish girlfriend of mine likes going to discos. Does that make her a pole dancer? Says Ian. Well, a Polsky well, well. dancer. A Polsky dancer, I think. Uh, very quickly, just uh, a few more of your things here. Uh, Botox cured my frozen shoulder, says Sunita. Oh, really? There you go. And um, is that a story? Well, it is for her, yes. <laughs> and how everywhere you look, things are turning gold. Where? You've only got, well, you look at um, ivy that's crawling over buildings. I was looking at the other day, I was going back, and the mile a minute, yeah. uh, so-called because it grows very fast, Russian yeah. vine, has now turned from its lovely green in the summer to brilliant red and is gold. It, it this looks is fantastic. the best time of year for colours. It is the best time of year Fabulous. for colours. But it is chilly this morning. Oh, and the pregnant mother of eight, who's been charged with child sex offences. Yuck. That's it for this morning. Alan, have a great birthday tomorrow. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll be thinking of you. Yes, of course you will. And uh, have a nice time. I'm back with you tomorrow morning. You can podcast this programme. In fact, I'm insisting you podcast the programme. If you go to lbc.co.uk, it'll be up there later on. Read the blog if you missed it and catch up with all those funny moments that we've had this morning. And by goodness me, we've had some great moments. Um, So we do it again tomorrow. Oh, and it's Alan Davis who's going to be in conversation this Sunday at 7. Okay, Nick Ferrari is with you after the news, which is next right here on LBC 97.3. So, romantics.